A very good Monday. Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature agricultural news reports, I'll bring you national and regional agricultural news headlines. And I'll start with regional ag news right after this. This segment is sponsored by Bee Hero, the leading almond pollination provider. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP Sales at 559-467-9699. Be hero, superior bees, superior pollination. The Imperial Irrigation District is pleased to announce Director Gina Dogstadter's appointment to the California Farm Water Coalition. According to a press release from the IID, Director Dogstadter was selected by her fellow board members to serve as the liaison between IID and the California Farm Water Coalition. The CFWC is a 501c3 nonprofit directed by a volunteer board of directors representing agriculture across the state. Its mission is to increase public awareness of agriculture use of water and provide a common unifying voice for agricultural water users by serving as a voice for agricultural water users, representing irrigated agriculture in the media and educating the public about the benefits of irrigated agriculture, according to a press release. The California Department of Food and Agriculture has announced that a USDA Gus Schumacher Nutrition Incentive Program grant of $12.9 million will fund nutrition incentives at certified farmers as markets and small retailers throughout California. The grant will help CDFA's California Nutrition Incentive Program offer nutrition incentives to CalFresh shoppers at participating certified farmers as markets, mobile market sites, farm stands, and neighborhood retail markets throughout California. The grant is a triple win for California, a According to CDFA Secretary Karen Ross, she says it supports the health of low-income shoppers, farmers, and the local economy. For every CalFresh benefit dollar spent at participating locations, CalFresh shoppers will receive an additional dollar that can be spent on fruits and vegetables at the market within set parameters. The CNIP incentive is intended to empower CalFresh shoppers to increase their consumption of healthy fruits and vegetables while expanding markets for California farmers. CNIP is administered by CDFA's Office of Farm to Fork, which leads CDFA's Food Access Network. Funding from the 2021 state budget provided matching funds that enabled CDFA to apply for the Gus NIP grant. Demand exceeds supply in all California growing regions due to rain. Expect supplies to tighten in Florida and South Texas as these regions help to fill the shortages out of California. In Oxnard, California, the region has received so much rain that some growers have canceled harvest here recently. Quality continues to be a challenge. There are concerns that include excessive bruising and pin rot. Growers will be relying on transfers of Mexican-grown fruit to supplement California shipments through mid-January at a minimum. In Santa Maria County, the new crop fruit will enter the market late January or early February. In central Mexico, loading in South Texas, volume will be down due to temperatures. Quality is good. Issues include white shoulders and occasional overripening, And expect to see stocks tightening as Mexico fills shortages from California. Where's the recent storms leaving California agricultural production? In California, they never say bad things about rain. However, it is affecting producers in a small way, according to Derek Vaughn of Johnston Farms in Edison, California. He says they are hoping the rain will size up the fruit as they've been fighting with small fruit all season long. 
Vaughn notes that the weather's effect on citrus has helped tighten up the California naval market and has allowed most who are carrying inventory to clear the floor. Lettuce production on the flip side has been spared. What has not been faced with further issues looks to be the lettuce market following the 2022 spike in prices and tight supplies. Storms have not heavily impacted the Arizona-California desert growing districts, so harvesting has been proceeding daily as scheduled. That according to Mark Shaw, Vice President of Operations for Mark on cooperative. There will be some long-term challenges of saturated fields in the Salinas and Santa Marina Valleys preventing growers from entering fields to plant for the April 2023 harvest. He says some growers were able to plant before the rain started falling, but no one has been able to plant for almost two weeks. If rain continues, harvestable fields will be significantly reduced, creating another demand exceed supply market in April. Depending on the weather over the next two months, April 2023 supply levels could be extremely low or not able to meet demand. This past month has seen significant additions to snowpack levels across several western mountain ranges, adding potential future water supplies for the region, including California. USA Ag News reporter Rod Bain. When it comes to western mountain snowpack accumulations, we've got a very good start to the season, especially from northern and central California through the Great Basin and into the Intermountain West. With USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey saying no let-up on accumulations are expected at least through mid-January. That should benefit the Sierra Nevada, which currently has almost two-thirds of its snow accumulation for a normal water year. All of that benefit from the Pacific fire hose, the atmospheric river events coming in across the Sierra Nevada has extended into the Great Basin and as far east as the Wasatch in Utah and the western slopes of the Rockies. And all of those areas have significantly above normal snowpack and significantly above normal precipitation for the water year to date going back to October 1st. Other western mountain ranges report average to slightly above average snowpack to date. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Soil and Crop Incorporated is your number one resource for sustainable nutrition. Growers are faced with difficult challenges, and Soil and Crop Inc. has the experience, fertilizer, and biological portfolio to dramatically increase yield and performance in your troubled orchards and fields. Contact Soil and Crop Incorporated today for a free consultation on how we can help reverse the challenges you face as a conventional or organic grower so you can increase your bottom line and become a better sustainable farmer. Contact us today at 559-564-1236 or visit our website at www.callnrg.com. Soil and Crop, putting nature to work for you. The North Valley Nut Conference is coming up this Thursday, January 19th at the Silver Dollar Fairgrounds in Chico, California. The conference invites growers of almonds, walnuts, and pistachios in the northern and southern Sacramento Valley to come receive two hours of DPR continuing education credits, including half an hour of laws and regulations, as well as 4.5 hours of CCA credits. UCCE Farm Advisor for Butte, Glen, and Tehama Counties, Luke Milliron, put together the agenda, which has an array of relevant information for all tree nut growers. This is a really important, you know, annual conference, and it's nice to be coming back with the, uh, with North State growers here, you know, not very long after we had the last one, because we had one in, in June. So great to be coming back this January uh, offering more continuing ed units and um, some really important stuff, of course, laws and regs. Um, and because this year we're partnering 
with the Honeybee Discovery Center uh, scattered throughout, there's going to be some important stuff on, on pollination and bees. And that's going to that's going to be even at the start of the agenda with the registration trade show um, with the cover crop demonstration by Cindy Daly of Chico State. Um, a lot of pollination uh, is going to even be brought into the Ag Commissioner's updates from the Butte and Glen County Ag Commissioners. Um, so a little bit of a, a difference um, this year with that inclusion of the, the Honeybee Discovery Center that we're excited about. Something different this year is that the conference will be put on in collaboration with the Honeybee Discovery Center out of Orland, California, which serves to advance the public's understanding of honeybees and create and promote a culture of bee awareness. Attendees will find it useful to obtain timely, important information related to pollination through demos and talks. February's our big pollination push in Ammons. And so having uh, this pollination, uh, uh, this, you know, collaboration with the Honeybee Discovery Center um, sprinkled in throughout the program uh, is just a really great timely thing uh, to have in there, you know, whether it's uh, the demonstration of cover crops or the beekeeping demonstration uh, at the trade show break, the um, talk by Rory Crowley, um, as well as uh, the Dean of the Chico State Ag, Patricia Stock, uh, about pollinator health management. You know, really some really important stuff uh, that's relevant to growers. Um, you know, even if they're even if they're not um, involved in in the honeybee um, industry on a, a day in day out basis, if it's more of a just a once per year uh, interaction with the with the bee industry, this is important stuff to know. And of course, with that cover crop demonstration and the big rains, we're having uh, uh, a good plug for them, <laughs> keeping uh, keeping all this rainfall in the orchard and not not running off or ponding. It would be beating a dead horse to continue acknowledging the current state of tree nut prices and input costs, but this reality makes it more important than ever to attend conferences like the North Valley Nut Conference and learn how to grow more efficiently to overall impact the bottom line. I think that there's going to be a lot to take away and something that I really try to do with this agenda is just make it so that every single talk there's something in there for every grower. There's only one talk that is specific to a single crop and that's our walnut mold management talk. Um, but I know that that's gonna be in high demand this year with the terrible nut quality that we saw in the 2022 harvest. So all the other talks, whether it be on irrigation, navel orange worm, phytophthora, or key management lessons that I saw in my farm visits, it's going to be on both almonds and walnuts, which is really important because so many farmers farm both in the North Sac Valley. And as you know, Taylor, this are very hard times in the nut crop industry. Uh, times have been, been hard for years now in, in walnuts and, and things are really quite dire. Um, not only with the, the high price of inputs um, across the, the board for all orchard crops, uh, but a very low price 
And the, and again, that poor quality we saw in 2022. And then more recently having, you know, a pretty low price in Ammons as well. So, so tough time in, in Ammons, but again, almost every talk addresses both Ammons and Walnuts. So I'm hoping that there will be some practical take-home information uh, that will improve a grower's line in a, a grower's bottom line in 2023. You're listening to My Ag Life. I'm Taylor Chalstrom. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, Growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bees' pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure. Be precise. Be Hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be Hero. Superior bees. Superior pollination. USDA Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack announced several major developments at the USDA that will help benefit farmers and ranchers across the nation. Speaking at the AFBF annual convention in Puerto Rico, Vilsack says they want to provide all farmers with opportunities they need to continue farming, build and maintain their competitive edge, and access more new and better markets. He says USDA is moving forward with the Fertilizer Production Expansion Program and published comments on the importance of increased competition. The agency is also improving risk protection for beginning, veteran, limited resource, and minority producers. There are also new programs coming to fill the gaps in the 2020 to 2021 natural disaster assistance and the 2020 pandemic assistance programs. By working together, he says they can ensure that American agriculture remains fully resilient. United Auto Workers at Case New Holland Plants in Burlington, Iowa and Racine, Wisconsin voted down a contract proposal on Saturday night that would have ended a strike. The president of UAW Local 807 says 45% voted yes, 55% voted no to the offer. Internal meetings are ongoing among union workers to see what the process is going to look like moving forward. The union went on strike against the agriculture manufacturer on May 2nd last year. On May 19th of 2022, CNA presented the union with what it called a final, all-encompassing, comprehensive offer. However, union members did not vote on this deal because union leaders did not feel it covered the cost of inflation. A spokesperson for CNH Industrial says the company is disappointed to learn that its recently negotiated and approved last best and final offer was not approved in the ratification vote by the union. A new survey of registered voters shows significant support for ethanol and the renewable fuel standard while revealing opposition to banning liquid fuels or mandating electric vehicles. Morning Consult conducted the survey for the Renewable Fuels Association. As the new Congress settles in and considers the future of our nation's energy policy, these polling results demonstrate that Americans strongly support the expanded use of lower-cost, lower-carbon renewable fuels like ethanol, according to RFA President Jeff Cooper. 
power. According to the survey, almost 55% of the respondents support the renewable fuel standard, while only 15% expressed opposition to the program. Meanwhile, 64% of respondents have a favorable opinion of ethanol, while just 18% said unfavorable. Half of the respondents said they were not interested in purchasing or leasing an electric vehicle in the next three years, while 42% expressed interest. 66% opposed banning the sale of liquid-fueled engines in cars. Farm labor reforms remain a priority for the American Farm Bureau Federation and its president, Zippy Duvall. The Senate last year failed to advance a last-minute Farm Worker Modernization Act, a bill that some thought to be the best chance for farm labor reforms in decades. The legislation was passed by the House more than a year earlier. However, AFBF President Duvall says the legislation did not do enough for Farm Bureau. It just wasn't enough, and it didn't go far enough to provide enough workers for all of agriculture. And we are very concerned about the wage rate formula because we don't think it's sustainable. It's outgrowing the cost anywhere across the country, and we want to make sure that we have time to work on that formula that calculates that wage rate. We have to do better, and we must do better, to make sure that it's sustainable for the farmer and for the workers. Sam Kiefer, AFBF Vice President of Public Policy, says there are other issues within farm labor that needed addressed, and Farm Bureau will continue to engage with lawmakers. We have been actively engaged for the last 18 months specifically with Senators Bennett and Crapo, and we remain committed to working with any legislator in either chamber to find the solutions to work for all of agriculture. President Duval identified some of the concerns we had with the last-minute agreement in the United States Senate. Our membership does support E-Verify. However, when E-Verify is hanging over the heads of producers without sufficient number of visas for the workforce that is already here, that is a concern. Duval and Kiefer made those comments during the 2023 AFBF annual convention in Puerto Rico recently. There's a lot to be concerned about regarding the final waters of the United States rule, according to agricultural law professor Roger McGowan. There are a couple of aspects that farmers should really be concerned about, and one involves the issue of adjacency. Uh, a wet area on your farm could be connected to a WOTUS by being adjacent to it, and adjacency includes a significant nexus which can be established by a shallow hydrologic subsurface connection. Frankly, that means farm field drain tile, and practically all tile-drained farm wetland connects to an open ditch, which is a WOTUS, and that basically disqualifies farm wetland from being an isolated wetland that is not subject to federal jurisdiction. The other issue involves prior converted wetland. While it's not subject to regulation by the feds, the burden is on the landowner to prove that prior converted cropland is actually prior converted cropland and therefore not a water. Also, the final rule is vague enough to give the government regulatory authority over non-navigable ponds, ditches, and potholes. So this new final rule gives farmers a lot to be concerned about. The Environmental Protection Agency and Army Corps of Engineers released the rule on December 30th. The Surface Transportation Board has adopted final offer rate review along with a voluntary arbitration program. As part of the rulemaking on arbitration, the STB proposed carriers that participate in the new small rate case arbitration program would be exempt from rate challenges under the process being proposed in the FORR. The STB, when issuing the decision, said that if all the Class 1 railroads committed to participating in a voluntary arbitration program for five years, starting within the 50 days that the final rule is published in a 
Federal Register, they would be exempt from the FORR procedure. The final rule was published in the Federal Register on January 4th. Sponsored by the California Walnut Boarding Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Net Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Thank you.